As the old saying goes, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's clearly what happened in San Diego when it came to homelessness issues during the pandemic. The cancellation of all major events opened up the convention center for use as a shelter, and thanks to state funds, the city purchased several hotels that will soon house hundreds of San Diegans. Soon, the convention center will close. Here's how that shelter helped turn the tide toward getting more people housed. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Gary Worth, you cover issues about homelessness for the San Diego Union-Tribune, and this has been, you know, a long time coming with the pandemic. Can you get people up to speed? How did this convention she- convention center shelter come to be? Hey, Daniel, uh, once again. Uh, well, in, um, in March, uh, there was fear that uh, this pandemic could uh, spread through the shelters that we already had. There were cities that were experiencing uh, uh, some COVID outbreaks within their homeless shelters. So we didn't want that to happen in San Diego. So uh, they acted pretty promptly, um, uh, you know, like doing testing, you know, checking people's temperatures, coming in, making sure that they had hand sanitizers there. Um, So that was back in March. Now we're talking about um, a couple of of tented uh, shelters. Um, At the time, we... uh, Alpha Project had two large tent shelters. Uh, Veterans Village had a tent shelter too, and um, that since has uh, has shut down and actually moved away. And then Father Joe's op- um, operated a shelter at Golden Hall. So the first thing they did was move people from upstairs at Golden Hall to downstairs at Golden Hall to spread people out a bit more when they had the opportunity to do that. And so that made the, the Golden Hall shelter for families a little safer. Um, they did the same thing at uh, another Father Joe's uh, shelter called the PMC uh, to, to create social distancing there, as other shelters uh, were doing. But at the Alpha Project shelters, um, there was real fear th- that uh, they were packed in a little too tight there. I think it was especially at the Newton Avenue one, which was bigger. So the idea was just on April 1st to start move, moving people out. Convention Center was right there, wasn't being used anyway. Um, things were uh, just being canceled. We didn't know for how long, but uh, it seemed like a logical thing to do. You've, you've got a city facility there that's uh, very big uh, and uh, people who are at risk. So on April 1st, they started the move in and they evacuated the you know all those three shelters and they moved people into a much more spacious uh, uh, convention center shelter operated by Veterans Village of San Diego the Alpha Project, and um, Father Joe's in different sections. Since then, uh, Veterans Village has, um, you know, kind of shut down um, its uh, bridge shelter project. It's called Bridge Shelters because these were always intended to be uh, a bridge between being on the street and finding permanent housing for these people. Um, I think it was just last week that the final people from the Veterans Village, uh, you know, had either found housing or moved uh, into the Veterans Village campus. So now, as of this week, it is just Alpha Project and Father Joe's there. So for the past eight months, it's been um, operating uh, over at the convention center with uh, up to 1,300 people uh, sometimes um, spending the night there. And it's been referred to a few times uh, to people I've talked to as kind of a silver lining. Kind of hate to bring up 
anything like uh, this was a good thing that this terrible pandemic happened. But there's been some progress uh, that that they've made that uh, that they would like to be a model for going forward. Everyone under one roof uh, and all service providers under one roof and all agencies that help connect people to housing, I'm told has been pretty effective. And uh, they've uh, they escalated the uh, number of people who were being housed um, more than they, they say like three times as many people than they normally would in one year uh, have been housed. So that's like more than 800 people. And then I think they said 45 families altogether. They said so far they've, um, they found permanent housing for 1,100 people. Uh, and uh, they, they're going to continue that type of program um, over at uh, the new housing navigation center or uh, what's it called? They, you know, the, the old. Um, the place in the skydiving center? Skydiving uh, place. Yeah, they changed the name to it. So, uh, you know, and they're, they're going to try to, uh, once the convention center program's uh, shut down, to just try to replicate it and keep it going over there because they, they really feel like they've learned uh, some lessons about how to streamline process and make processes more effective. Um, I was told that sometimes they just lost track of people, uh, though, you know, because they were dealing with so many agencies. And so they finally got a housing voucher for somebody and then they wouldn't know where he was, uh, though. So sometimes uh, some opportunities were lost. Um, so little small things like that that they've been able to, you know, address and, um, and do a better job of, I'm told. So it seems like the biggest difference in the success of this shelter versus what happened before is that, well, on one hand, you have less things happening. Uh, life itself is quieter. And then secondly, everyone's in the same space. So it's kind of easier to follow up with someone who might be a good candidate for housing X or housing Y. Is that a correct characterization of what's gone on? Uh, you mean it's uh, by having everyone in one place to get to know everyone better? or? Yeah, because like, I mean... I guess the advantage is that there isn't as much fluidity in people, so it's easier to connect people to services, right? Well, they're right there also. Uh, so if you go into the convention center, uh, there's uh, all kinds of different sections uh, there uh, for uh, people who, you know, th- who work uh, as outreach workers. Uh, there's health screenings there even, and there's uh, uh counselors there. So they have all kinds of services right under one roof. And yeah, supposedly they're, able to keep better track of them uh, there. So, you know, there's a downside. Some people I've talked to at the shelter said, you know, they preferred the smaller ones because we were more homey. Um, It's really big in there. They're at Hall H, uh, you know, for for instance, and that's a huge room and they're in some other rooms. Like if you ever went to Comic-Con, some of the rooms that were made up the the floor, this huge area where all the vendors were, um, you know, that's, that's part of it now, uh, too. So, uh, you know, people have told me it's a little more uncomfortable there, uh, but, um, you know, there's, there's also some, um, you know, obviously some advantages, uh, that they found to have everyone under one roof, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was always meant to be a temporary shelter you know, mm-hmm. because it's a convention center. Hopefully we'll get out of this and we'll have conventions once again. And also, what's been the strategy to prevent COVID from spreading inside, you know, this specific shelter and the homeless community generally? Oh, they, um, when people come back in, just like sometimes when you go places, they take your temperature. Uh, They have those stations set up where they uh, take people's temperature when they come in. 
but also there was COVID testing that's going on all the time. And, oh, I f forgot uh, how many was like a, thousands of tests that they've done and they've had 27 positive cases uh, though uh, out of, out of uh, I don't know, I forgot how many, um, how many uh, tests that they've done. So uh, yeah, they've, they've not had any kind of outbreak that they, that they feared uh, would have. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, you kind of hinted at it before, but we're not having conventions, at least in the short term, hopefully maybe summer, but the convention center is still open. So why is it closing now? Uh, what's the change and where are these people going to move to? Oh, well, um, it's as of now, um, the plan um, is that funding will end in uh, at the end of December. So uh, they've they've I understand they've reduced the intake of, of people so that it, it would not close and have people just um, you know, having to go back on the street, 400 of the people are going to move into two new hotels that, uh, not, not new hotels, but newly purchased hotels uh, that the housing commission in the city have bought. Uh, they're both extended stay hotels. And uh, the strategy there was rather than buy an old building and then refurbish it and add kitchenettes and make it a, a home, to find something that was in pretty good shape and then buy it, uh, and there could be a turnaround very quickly, uh, and these units already have kitchens in them. So you could move into it and it will be a home. So they've got one in Kearney Mesa, a residence in uh, there as they're called, and one in Hotel Circle. And uh, beginning next week, people start moving into the Hotel Circle one, I believe. And um, this was money that the state made available for this very, uh, very use. And, um, and, and again, this is like a, a different approach where you buy a property, it's ready to, it, it doesn't need a lot of upgrades and it's uh, kind of ready to be able to, to move into. And uh, that will take care of 400 people. The other people, the balance of them, there's uh, still those uh, tent shelters in, in Golden Hall um, that they can move into. Um, and uh, Bob McElroy was telling me from the Alpha Project yesterday that uh, they're ready to go. They could take people in. They've they've got this new chemical he was telling me about that they will have on all the all the beds there. Uh, so they will have a reduced number of people um, for social distancing reasons. So it will be safer than it was like in March when they closed them, and uh, they could start moving in. Uh, I mean, the plan would be like in the middle of the of the month. However, that doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen. Uh, though they could extend the convention center shelter though they haven't done that yet they haven't voted on that yet but in september the city council agreed to uh, it, to extend it by a couple of months when it was um funded through october so originally just funded through october but uh you know they said well we purchased these hotels and um you know, it'd be great if we could stay in the convention center for a couple more months. And then uh, by then the hotels will be ready and then we can move people out. Uh, and then people won't be, won't be dispersed into the street. We'll have rooms for everybody. And they agreed for, you know, funding it uh, for November, December for another $11 million. Uh, but at the time that the council uh, talked about that, they actually said, well, you want to extend it even more? You know, they were open to the idea of extending it beyond December. 
Uh, they It's been a, a few months and they haven't done it yet, but we've got a new mayor, we've got some new council people coming in. Um, they, the council members who were there already seemed open to the idea. Um, you know, basically they were saying, there's no rush. Uh, is there to to get us uh, get that shelter closed down? And I talked to the head of the convention center yesterday and he said, for the first quarter of 2021, nothing is booked there uh, though. Uh, something is booked in um, April and May and he wasn't very confident that anything would actually happen in May, April, but maybe in May um, though, going into the spring. So they figure they've got several months, uh, at least a few months uh, that they could stay in the convention center. So there's, uh, there is an advantage to staying in the convention center and you have to pay staff anyway to, you know, take care of the people over at the tents. So why not keep them at the convention center? A lot of people are saying, um, that way you can, you don't have to scale back the people who are there. You can, um, bring them, uh, you know, bring in people from the street and we could have more people inside with the roof over their head during the winter and protect them from COVID, uh, as well as the cold weather. Um, and anyway, there's a, there's a push to keep it open. And, um, in fact, there's a group that's, that's called the mustard seed project. Uh, they work with college students who do homeless outreach and they have a change.org petition, uh, that has 1200 signatures so far asking the city to keep the convention center open. Uh, so I think that there is some motivation uh, and some momentum to do just that. Uh, so it's not on the agenda uh, of any city board yet that I've I've seen. But um, you know, just look for it this month. We we may see them uh, talk about extending it, and um, it's not going to shut down at the end of December. It, it uh, you know might be open for a few more months. But as of today, as I said, the the funding that exists. Uh, goes through the end of December, and um, the uh, Alpha Project is is uh, ready to have people move back um, into into the tents. Um, but we'll see. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it stays open until um, you know past December, uh, though. But it hasn't happened yet, so we have to have a meeting, and they'll talk about it. And um, I've talked to several people who uh, homeless advocates who say that they would like to see this um, continue. So. As, as I said, that could be um, happening in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that we'll hear discussions about it. Mm -hmm. And right now we're at a, you know a transition moment. So we'll have a new mayor and new city council pretty soon. Looking back at these past eight months, um, what lessons learned do you think is going to inform the homeless strategy? of Todd Gloria and the new city council? Like, what do you see them using in 2021 and beyond to, you know, make sure that there aren't as many San Diegans on the streets as there currently is? Um, Todd Glory has always had homelessness as, uh, as a big priority for him. So, um, you know, I, I think that he is, um, you know, going to be an advocate for having outreach. Uh, there's, uh, there's already some changes with outreach. There's, uh, you know, citizen groups rather than, um, rather than uh, just police, uh, you know, homeless outreach teams uh, that are uh, working with uh, people assisting the, the homeless uh, path uh, to uh, make connections with, with people out on the street, connect them with housing. Um, these new hotels are an example of uh, a new way 
of creating um, of, of creating permanent housing, and that came from the governor uh, too, who uh, thought we should get people off the street. It's a big problem in California. It's a noticeable problem in San Diego, but um, you know people are looking at the convention center shelter as as a success for um, making progress and um, doing a better job of connecting people with housing, finding more permanent housing. Uh, Father Joe's is building uh, a new tall project downtown. Um, and uh, that's what I see happening. Uh, Father Joe's has a, uh, a goal of creating 200 uh, new affordable housing units. Um, and so far they've um, opened Vincent's Place, which is a uh, converted hotel, a converted old hotel. And now with the purchase of uh, these two new residence inns, that's 400 more people off the street. So um, just creative thinking, I, I think, is what we're going to see more of, hopefully, and um, finding new permanent supportive housing. Uh, more outreach, too. The, the uh, San Diego Rescue Mission has a new project where they'll be working with churches and connecting uh, one volunteer with one homeless person and working with them for a year where they would work with them at least three hours a week to make sure that um, they stay connected with them. I, I think that could be effective. Uh, so there's a lot of momentum, I, I think, for uh, trying to address this problem. There has been for years, uh, but, it, you know, I, I do see, like, um, you know, a, a lot more people, you know, involved in thinking. Uh, so it's it's been a it's been a priority for you know Faulkner, and it, it certainly has been for Todd Gloria. You know? So he's coming in, and I've known him for years as somebody who uh, really cares about homeless people on the county side. I first met Nathan Fletcher years ago when he was in the assembly, and we went on um, a homeless count together when they do that January count. Though I didn't even know who he was, but uh, you know he's he's had homelessness as a priority too. I thought so. Uh, people talk about um, the, you know, political motivation, um, you know, as being important. Uh, so hopefully we see that happening uh, now in San Diego. Not mm -hmm. that there's not room for improvement. People will also tell you that. Yeah, we're certainly not perfect, but we've improved. And at this point, um, we're entering the most dangerous part of the pandemic. There has never been as many people known to be infected with the virus than there are right now. Barring a stimulus that helps people, you know, get through the rest of this until vaccines become widely available, are city officials and other officials worried that there might be a surge of people experiencing homelessness because of the economic impacts of COVID-19? There, there is a genuine fear that um, we uh, might see a surge of homeless people because people are out of work and... Um, and, and people are in hotels now that the FEMA money is going to run out to, and I think in a couple of months. That said, uh, though, I've also talked to some homeless authorities who say, you know, uh, just because someone's out of work, just because someone gets evicted, that doesn't mean that person becomes homeless. Uh, so it's not a one-to-one um, -a -one equation that if somebody loses their house, that means that they're homeless. Uh, and it certainly doesn't mean that you uh, are chronically homeless. Those, uh, so, not to jump the gun too much and predict how many people might be homeless, though. But heck, it's a concern, uh, though, that uh, more people are going to 
uh, be out on the street because of this pandemic. So, you know, we can only hope that, um, you know, that something's right around the corner that um, will get us out of this. Mm -hmm. Certainly. And, uh, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel with uh, vaccines being shipped in just a matter of weeks, but it'll be a while until we're fully out of the pandemic as it currently stands. It will be, but, uh, you know, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, um, and as, uh, as I said before, you know, say people are considering that there's some silver linings in, in what's happened uh, so far. And, um, you know, we've, kept homeless people safe from COVID so far in San Diego uh, compared to other cities. And uh, they say that they've housed more people uh, than they normally would in a year. And now they've, you know, got this money from the, from the city and 400 people who are on the street are going to have permanent homes uh, too. And that changes lives, you know, it changes generations uh, though. So, you know, it's, um, a, you know, you, you do see, progress being made. And, and that's why, you know, they're talking about uh, that we want, want this to be a model, some of the things that they've done. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Gary Worth, thank you so much. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you're curious about how San Diego is working toward building a new future, listen to the UT's Luis Cruz on Together San Diego. Join in on conversations with activists, nonprofits, and companies who are finding out ways this moment can change San Diego for the better. Listen in on Facebook. For a guide to all of our live streaming programming, check out the schedule on uniontrib.com. Until next time.